Hello, and welcome to this episode of Free Thinking Finance, sponsored by Free2. In each episode, chartered financial planners Nick Bamford and Shelley McCarthy from Informed Choice share their views on the options when it comes to managing finance for over 55s. Please note, this podcast provides general guidance and not financial advice. Before acting upon anything raised in this podcast, you should speak to a financial advisor if anything raised in this podcast means you need advice. Free Thinking Finance is sponsored by Free2, and all opinions expressed are those of Nick and Shelley. Now, here's what you need to know about managing your money when you reach 55 and over. Nick, Shelley, take it away. So, how do you see your life? Well, that's a very good question. I think it kind of depends upon the type of person you are. Uh, there's that old adage, isn't there, about, you know, are you a, a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of person? And I guess we see our lives based around the kind of goals and objectives that we set for ourselves and our family, and then link that back to finances, taking a look at our income, our expenditure, assets, liabilities, and trying to work out whether or not we can have the life that we want based on what we've got. What we're going to talk about in this episode is three key areas when asking yourself that question about how you see your life. So in the first part, we're looking at picturing your life goals. The second part, picturing your time. And the third part, picturing your money. So starting with picturing your life goals, you know, what's on your to-do list? This can this can be any number of things. Do you want to help your children? Do you want to have a second home? Do you want to buy a yacht and sail around the world? Nick, what do you think about this? Good question again. I think um, sailing around the world, definitely not on my list of things to do. Uh, (laughs) Definitely definitely helping the children and grandchildren. Uh, You have to be a bit careful with that, though. If you tell them that out loud, they they, they can pretty much latch onto that and bankrupt you. Yeah, everybody's going to have a different set of goals and a different set of objectives, and they'll see their lives differently. And I think it's finding the balance, isn't it, between... For example, the amount of work that you're doing and the amount of time you've got available to spend with family or enjoy your hobbies or, or pastimes. And everybody's different. And I, I recall something you said in, a, in an article you wrote some time ago about the comparison with other people being what leads to disappointment in life. Yep. So I think you have to you have to work this out for yourself and you know and see what's right for you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there are some things that are just you know, you need to get things done. You need to replace the roof or you need to, you know, you want to make that that your house a nicer place to live. But there can also be sort of more aspirational spending. So like I said, buying a yacht and moving and sailing across the world, although that may not be may not be for everyone. And I don't think that's for me either, even though I like a bit of adventure. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'd be more likely to buy a camper van. <laughs> um, it's interesting the way you've described that because some of those are, are spends which you might say are absolutely necessary. Not, not just things like replacing the roof, which I guess is the one we, we always think of as a, as a big issue, but, you know, we're be spending money on the necessities in life, you know, food. Especially if you and have clothing. a thatch roof. Yeah, um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but, we, but then you went on to the more <laughs> aspirational stuff, the more enjoyable stuff, you know, holidays and, and yep. you know, going, spending time with family and things like that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you have to do what makes you happy and not what makes your friends happy. And I think some people get sucked into that, you know, Bob down the road. He's the, the example that springs to mind for me is that um, 
I had a client and their their friends very much enjoyed Michelin star restaurants. That was, you know, their thing. And they loved to spend money on that. And they really enjoyed it. But actually, my client, he didn't enjoy that. He felt that that was a bit of a waste of money. <laughs> so I said, well, don't do it. Don't, don't go there. You know, find something else to do. Find a happy yeah. medium. Find, find something that you enjoy rather than actually worrying about what other people are doing and what makes them happy. Because as, as we've said... Everybody has different things that, that they aspire to that, that, that makes them happy. You know, think about yourself and do not worry about what other people are doing. And life's a balance, isn't it? It's about finding the right, you know, the right balance between uh, discretionary spending and the spending you have to do in order to, you know, to live each day. Yeah, and there's often a big talk about what's discretionary spend. I read an article recently that said in lockdown, um, sort of Netflix or, or that type of subscription is no longer discretionary but but has become essential i'm not entirely sure i agree i'm i'm um i'm still old school and i still only have freeview which my friends just think is horrific <laughs> um yeah netflix i'm trying to think how many how many um things we've binge watched on netflix over the last few months quite quite a lot um, and i think it's about again back to my thing about individual shelley it's um everybody has a different set of needs and wants you know what might be a need for one person yeah might be more aspirational for another. So um, we mentioned there, we touched on Netflix, and that's probably not how you want to be spending your time in retirement. But that, that's the next question is sort of picturing your time. So what are you doing? What are you planning to do? Are you going to continue working full time? Are you going to have a, a shift and, and work maybe part time for a period of time? Do you want to stop as, as soon as possible? You know, um, And if you do, what are you going to do with that time you now have? And I think that's key to this um, this challenge, isn't it? About what the over fifty fives need to be thinking about as they as they plan for whatever their yep. future life is going to look like. Um, and and mm-hmm. again, you know, it sounds a bit flippant to say you don't want to be spending your time watching Netflix. It's true. I think all the evidence suggests if you've got things to do post retirement, you're going to have a much better quality of life. Whether that's whether that's a different form of work, for example. So some people might even consider stopping yep. doing what they're doing and then moving on and doing something else, setting mm-hmm. up a new business or something. One of the areas I think... Yeah, also voluntary work. Voluntary work, I was about to say. Um, lots of people want to give mm. something back to the community that they're in and uh, volunteer for local yep. organisations. And, and that can be informal as much as, as formal, for example, going out there and litter picking along with voluntary work and, and and setting up your own business and things like that, there can be just, you know, devoting time to your own interests. And and what are those? Do you need better equipment? Um, do you know, you know, do you need some better golf clubs or something? I don't know. What 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 interests you? What might you do, Nick? I probably would spend more time, if I'm allowed, uh, more coaching of the local youth football team. You could say that's volunteering, but you still need equipment to do that. So more fishing. Yep. I'm a fisherman. I just uh, make excuses yes. and I don't have the time to do that. So I might need to get some new equipment uh, for that. Quite interested in natural history and ornithology and things of that nature. Uh, I've currently got a decent pair of binoculars, so I, I, they'll probably do for a while. But what if I needed to buy one of those in the future? You know, they can be quite expensive items to buy. And I also think you know, actually, this is such an important topic is actually picturing what you're going to do with your time. Um, Because it's a complete change in lifestyle, you have that, you know, typically, when you're working, you have a structure, you have structure to your day, you know, what you're going to do broadly, you know, within that day, within that week, within that month. And actually, when you now have a significant amount of time, 
in addition to, you know, the weekends, what are you going to do? And it's really, really important to give this thought. There's lots of people who have, um, you know, really struggled with the transition from working to retirement. Um, so giving some thought to what you're planning to do, how you're planning to structure your day is a really important factor. Uh, I agree. Um, I, I know my wife uh, fears that if I stop work full time, I'll just spend it in front of the TV watching watching football matches. Um, I, do you know, as you get older, <laughs> as, you, as, you, as you move into this thing we call middle age, I think one of the things that certainly for me is a fear of wasting time. That You know, you haven't really thought through yep. what you should be doing. So you just sit around basically and not, not take actions, not get out there and do stuff. And I think, yeah, yeah this, um, this picturing your time is, is quite a challenging thing. I think it's also important, you know, to have that longer term goals as well still, because it's quite often what people will say, you know, the first couple of years of retirement are pretty easy because actually you do all the things that you've put off doing. So the holiday that you wanted, the home improvements, the DIY, that sort of thing. But actually after that's been done, then what? Um, so it does need to be that longer term planning still, not just looking at the, the very immediate future. And I think that's understandable, isn't it? There's also this thing about, you know, doing things that you want to do whilst you are physically able to do so. And, and again, people in this age group, yep. I guess, will have a fear that, that maybe later on they won't be as able to be as active. So get the things done early on in retirement that you, uh, that you plan to do. So this is all well and good, picturing your life goals and picturing your time. But actually, you know, this is going to require some financial um, assistance. So the next thing is to to picture your money. Where are we? What have you got? And how are we going to make that work? Yeah, that's right. I think a good starting point here is going to be looking at things like um, your outgoings. What are you currently spending money on? You and I, Shelley, as financial planners know that that can be quite challenging, getting people to actually um, prepare yep. a budget and say how much they spend on various things and how much they might spend on those things in the future. So I'd say a good starting point, you know, create a Absolutely. checklist create a spreadsheet of, of what you're spending your money on and, um, and you know, how that might yep. change in the future. Um, a good um, starting point there might, again, be to split those, um, that expenditure up into the essential stuff, you know, food, clothing, housing, paying any, any mortgage debt you've got, and then move on and, and, and consider what you spend of a, uh, on a discretionary basis. And, and going back to the mortgage, that's another important, you know, thing to check on your on your list is, you know, have you paid it off? If not, how much is left? Is it a repayment mortgage or is it interest only? How is that going to be repaid? Um, and, and what your plan is for doing that in the future? And then I think people can move on and, and look at the other side of the equation. You know, how much do we spend? But, you know, how much income do we have and where is that income going to come from? Is it going to come from conventional arrangements like pensions employer-sponsored arrangement or private arrangements that you've put in place? Is it going to come from um, from the state? Is it going to come from investments that you might have? So, so you know, as well as expenditure, people need to link that very carefully to uh, what income they're going to have in retirement. And, um, and of course, you know, there's, the, uh, there's the, the balance again, isn't there? If your income matches your expenditure, fine. If there's a mismatch between the two, uh, in a negative way, then you're going to have to seriously think about about you know what you cut back on. 
or continuing to work, for example, even if it was part time to top that up. But pensions is one of the things that you need to understand. So, you know, what pensions do you have? Are they final salary or career average schemes? Are they money purchase schemes? So do you know the values? Do you know the likely income that this is going to going to produce? Do you know if you can take a tax-free cash lump sum? Do you know whether you have to buy an annuity? Um, have you already started drawing your pension? Some people have started before retirement. Um, so it's just understanding what you have, what it's worth and what your options are in relation to that income. Yeah, and you and I again know that this is a subject that a lot of people struggle with. That It's quite um, yep. full of jargon and it's not the easiest subjects for people to get a good handle on. But, um, you know, we'll be talking about that in more detail in a future podcast. Some other things to think of. Uh, Nick, you mentioned there about savings and, you know, how this was going, how you're going to generate an income in retirement. So another thing to understand is the savings that you have. Are they accessible? Um, what risk are you taking? So understanding that. And then longer term, we have some things to think about, such as wills and power of attorney. Yeah, and these are about getting your house in order, aren't they? And, and sometimes people, yep. I think, are put off uh, going to see a solicitor to make a will, for example. Does that mean I'm going to die? Well, you know, no, it's just about being sensible and having everything planned for the future. So I think, you know, in this episode, we've covered some really important things. We've covered picturing your life goals, picturing your time, picturing your money, and we've given, hopefully given you lots to think about. And in the next episodes, we will cover some of those topics in much more detail. Thank you for listening to this episode of Free Thinking Finance, sponsored by Free2. We hope you found the subjects covered useful and interesting. Free2 is a new free-thinking financial services brand that's dedicated to providing relevant products for over 55s. Visit us at free2.com to find out more. Please note that Free2 Limited Trading as Free2 is an appointed representative of RS Consumer Finance Limited, which is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Free2 is a credit broker, not a lender, and will only offer loans from RSCF. An offer of credit is subject to status and affordability. For further information, please visit free2.com.